Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Listen, you little bitch. You hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish. Finger licking good. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and today's guest is the one and only Sammy Duet of the bands Goat Horror and Acid Bath. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so the free way by just sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it is only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. You'll get some stickers in the mail, shout out on a future episode, and a couple other perks as well. So check that out if you're interested. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. So usually, uh, before I dive straight into the horror stuff, I like to just, you know, uh, ask a real brief question about the music side of things, you know, just pretty much where you're at and everything. Uh, with a uh, Goat Horror or any other projects, do you have anything you want to promote or just, you know, let the people uh, know about for 2024? Um, no, not really. <laughs> it's kind of actually winding. Everything's kind of winding down right now, so... Oh, yeah. Hopefully get you some time off before you get back at it and stuff, for sure. But Oh, yeah. And that's awesome to hear, for sure. Uh, we can dive into the horror movies. Uh, of course, usually my first question I like to ask all my guests is, uh, what was your relationship with them growing up? And, you know, did it change at all as you got older and became an adult? Uh, my relationship with horror movies was when I was growing up, when I was really young, on Sunday afternoons, there was this channel that my parents used to always put on and, like, my grandmother lived right down the street, and my aunt lived across the street. So on Sundays, it was like a big family day at my house. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was this channel they would always put on, which is pretty funny for family days. It's uh, from like 7 or 8 in the morning until like 1 or 2 in the afternoon. This channel played nothing but horror movies. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh they would just have that channel on while they were just hanging out, cooking, doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? Not really paying attention to the TV, more or less having a channel to have the kids preoccupied with. Yeah. And uh, they would just be playing horror movies on this channel, like, every Sunday from, like, 7 to, like, 2 or 3 in the afternoon, like I said. And, uh, you know, there's, like, The Wolfman and Frankenstein and, you know, Dracula. I think they played Nosferatu once or twice. It wasn't so much like older horror movies, like the silent movies, but it was like more of like the Universal Monsters kind of horror movies. Yeah. But uh, that was my first introduction. You know, I uh, the, the crazy thing was, is like being that there was so much uh, chaos in the house at the time, the, the whole family would be there on Sundays, um, that I never really got to hear what was going on in the movie. So I had to go back and try to find these movies and watch them. You know, because it was just kids going crazy around the TV, uh, and then the parents just talking up a storm in the kitchen, and you know, it was basically just like a background thing. But yeah. I was always, I was always infatuated with all these movies with all these monsters. You know, I'd be like, "What the hell is this? I need to see this without all this chaos around me and really absorb it." You know? Yeah. That's awesome, for sure. And, of course, I'm sure, like uh, you said, because you couldn't hear him at the time, that just piqued your curiosity even more because later on you're like, well, damn, I want to know what was, like, going on and stuff. So it made you, yeah, like, ex- really. Exactly. Hell, yeah. And uh, 
you know, uh, of course you mentioned, you know, like the classics being, you know, what uh, introduced you to horror. Do you have some that you would say uh, is any of those in your favorites of all time or do you have a favorite of all time? And of course, feel free to shout out as many as you feel like, you know, because I know some people hold, you know, quite a few near and dear for different reasons. Like favorite horror movie of all time? Yeah. Oh, man. Where do I fucking start? <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favorite horror movie of all time. And I've said this numerous, numerous times. I, I have like. Oh man, let's do like a top three. Okay, hell because I because I can't pick just one. Top three and starting from three to one would probably be American Werewolf in London, the original. Fuck yeah, great. Film. That would that would be number three. Number two would be Return of the Living Dead, the the original one. Yeah. And number one would have to be hands down. Um, children shouldn't play with dead things. Oh yeah, that's Bob Clark, isn't it? Uh, children should. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, uh, the night Andy get came home and he did Porky's and yeah. he, had a, he had a bunch of weird shit going on with him, which well, I like it. You know. I know it's wild that he did all that shit and then did a Christmas story, which is like shows like for 24 hours on fucking TBS. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's I. I don't feel bad watching. A Christmas story during the holidays, just for the sheer fact that the same guy that the guy that made that movie made children should play with dead things in the night Andy came home, you know, yeah. or death or death dream, whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah, I even like Black Christmas too, which he made that too, which is crazy. Yes, <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, Black Christmas is a great movie. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, the other two you mentioned are great. They're like two of the best. Uh, uh, American Werewolf is probably like the quintessential horror comedy. You know, like the first one that really did the mixture the best, I feel like, of uh, those two. And then uh, Return of the Living Dead, I love too, with all the... It's like the most punk rock horror movie, I feel like, as far as all the punks going into the cemetery and shit like that, so... Yeah, it was... And the soundtrack's fucking phenomenal on that fucking... On that movie as well, you know? Yeah, you got TSOL, The Cramps, fucking all that Oh, stuff. yeah. Good oh, stuff. Yeah. No, hell yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, you know, those are all some uh, uh, classics and stuff like that. Uh, is there any uh, newer horror films? And by newer, I mean, you know, it could be 10 to 15 years, you know what I mean? Because they just keep pumping them out uh, that really stick out to you. They don't have to be like a favorite of all time, but just some that you really enjoy and, you know, return to every now and then. What I did watch recently, which surprised me, was that new Evil Dead remake, like the last, last one, the most recent one that oh, came yeah. out at uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. That surprised me as well. That was really, really good. Yeah. Um, it was cool to see Dracula treated as a villain again instead of like a romance yeah. thing or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but as far as anything later than that, man, I'm trying to think. I watch so many fucking horror movies. It's like insane to kind of keep track of the of the newer stuff. Yeah. Because I've seen the older stuff like so many times. It's kind of just stuck in my head. So it's kind of hard for me to keep track of the newer ones. Now I do the same thing. When people ask me some of my favorites, I immediately start going back to the classics and stuff like that. And then like uh, when they ask me about the newer ones, there's like two or three that I immediately shout out. But there's so many gems that I love. I just forget about them in the in the moment for sure. But yeah, that uh, Suspiria remake was really good, too, I thought. Oh, yeah. No, I really like that as well. Uh, Luca Guadagnino, I think, did it or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I loved how instead of trying to like remake the movie, you know, and just like hit all the like he didn't even try to hit like certain parts or not like the, you know, like the big uh, scenes or nothing like that. He just took the bones of the story and the lore and made something like kind of fresh. You know, of course, he used the dance studio as the backdrop, but the movie is in like some of the names and stuff. But like as far as feeling like a, it's just for as far as a remake, it didn't feel like it uh, 
was trying to hit the beats of like the original, you know, like when uh, not the new Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise, but the one from 2013, you know, that was a great film, too. But it was pretty much just trying to hit like, you know, like, oh, you remember this from the old Evil Dead? Oh, remember this? You know what I mean? Where right. it was just like the only thing you'll remember is like Madame Blanc's name and shit, you know, like the names of Superiorium and uh, Tenebr- the Tenebrium or whatever the other uh, three witches are. But. Yeah, he kind yeah he kind of did his own thing with it, which I thought was cool, you know. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, no. Uh, the fact that it was so female, like uh, like fronted in that one was cool too. It was like pretty much every role in that one was fucking female, so as well. But yeah, it was awesome. It, yeah. it, it, added, it added to the whole witchy, witchy thing to it. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of which, the witch was a really oh, good movie. It was a recent one that I that I totally freaked out on. That that movie is amazing if anybody has not watched that yet because it's a current movie i highly suggest you watch that one that is a fantastic movie yeah now i'd say it's uh as much as i love the original wicker man i think it's the best folk horror movie ever made in my opinion uh the the new witch is just so good the atmosphere in it is insane it's like uh robert eggers has a knack for making those movies that feel like from that time period even with the lighthouse he knocked it out of the park so yeah, that movie is unbelievable how good it is, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Now, the only thing else I do want to comment about Suspiria is that fucking kill scene where they, the dance kill scene where they like get the girl, uh, you know, where while she's dancing, it's like got the other girl's like body breaking and shit like that. It's one of the most yeah. gruesome kills in recent history for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty tripped out, man. It's awesome. And she's like throwing up on herself and shit while like breaking yeah. all apart. It's fucking wild, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty sick, man. I was like, wow, they they went there, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. And another one that I watched recently that well, that really was like I had heard stories about it, but I was like, how bad can it be? Because I saw the first one, and the first one was pretty good, but the second one was supposed to be like insane just from the get go. Was a uh, the Terrifier uh, sequel? Hell yeah. Just fucking from the straight from the beginning, it's like no fucking mercy, you know. So it just completely graphic, brutal fucking kills, you know. Yeah, no doubt that you almost forget that it's like uh so crazy off the rip because of like you always remember the six minute long bedroom scene, but then when you start watching the movie again, it opens up with him ripping the fucking eye out of the guy's face and putting it in this. It's like literally within the first a minute you see him do that shit, and it's like that's fucking wild. And then beats him to death with like a hammer, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and then it leaves nothing to the imagination, which I thought was fantastic, you know. Yeah, no, I'm excited for Terrifier three for sure, just because uh, I'm glad to see movies that push the boundaries like that and it's crazy to see him hit like national theaters these days you know instead of being just uh thrown on stream like the first one was thrown on streaming but that second one it got a limited release and once it blew up it fucking made almost like 10 million dollars i think so yeah that's that's amazing but yes that's what i heard like when it hit theaters and people were like passing out and throwing up and stuff because it was just so right off the fucking right out of the gate just fucking extremely graphic brutal fucking murder scenes you know yeah no and it's like we're diet horror fans so we see that shit all the time so for it to kind of like shock us i can only imagine the people that just wandered in thinking like oh this is supposed to be a crazy horror film and uh, like, yeah oh, it has a cute little clown in it well how bad can it be yeah, <laughs> and dude's bashing a dude's head in with a fucking hammer, you know. Yeah, 
No, the scene that gets me the most, I think, especially, and it's probably the one that made a lot of people throw up is when he's like torturing that girl, like pouring bleach on her. And they had the animatronic that's like, mom, you know, like she's still alive while getting tortured. Yeah, that's totally fucked up. Yeah, that was a good, that was good. That was good stuff right there. I hadn't seen shit like that in a while. It's fucking, but no, hell yeah. But, and I saw the uh, skull on your wall back there. I uh, heard on the Garza podcast where you mentioned that you uh, pretty much keep your Halloween decorations up year long. In the house. Oh, yeah. 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 There it is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All the time. They're out, outside. They're still up here in the house. Of course, they're everywhere. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I got my whole horror collection stuff. Of course, my mom tries to borrow stuff around Halloween. I'm like, if I have podcasts, I can't have it missing this. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, in the back half of the show, I have like a few hypothetical questions and then like one question I like to throw out to all my guests. And of course, you know, if you think of any more movies that you want to shout out, just feel free to you know throw them out or whatever. But uh, my first hypothetical question is, you know, you guys have a bunch of music videos that, of course, have like horror, horror imagery and stuff like that in them. But if somebody approached you guys and wanted you to make a music video that was based on one of your favorite horror films, you know, just kind of featuring you guys, you know, remaking it in your own way, what horror film would you choose? And, you know, what's one of the ways you'd like to remake it? Probably, to, I would like to, to do. Oh man, that, that's a really hard question. Shit, that's is that's that's a tough one. Um, while I'm thinking about that, I'll just say in passing that we had did a video for our recent album for the title track of "Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven," mm. and the original idea that I had for the video. Let's just put it this way, that the uh, the management and the director completely shut me down on the idea that I had. Yeah. It, it was pretty bad. Let's put it that way. And if we could have pulled it off, it would have definitely uh, probably got banned everywhere. Yeah. Not, not because of like really just like controversial imagery, but like the way some of the scenes that I was thinking of to be portrayed to where it wasn't exactly graphic, but some really nasty stuff. But um, anyway, that's, that's a different thing. I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but as far as a video based on a movie, man, that's, that's a tough one. What would be, it, I don't think it would be necessary. I, I don't know if it's considered a, horror movie per se but i think what would definitely shake a lot of people up which is the point would be would to do a music video based on a serbian film <laughs> fuck yeah but with darker satanic overtones of course yeah but that would be that would make it uh if you could mix a serbian film with some occult themes in there and some supernatural themes i think that would make a pretty gnarly fucking video <laughs> yeah now you definitely could too of course just make like the motivation behind everything more like a ritual instead of you know uh it's... you know people trying to get back at this dude and ruin his life pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah no fuck yeah that'd be uh that's <laughs> serbian film is a wild one but definitely everybody would get the reference for sure the you know yeah. if you know you know type thing yeah, it's not for everybody. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck yeah. Definitely a, a good choice for sure. And then, of course, my second one is just, would you ever want to score a horror film? And, of course, if given the opportunity, you know, what subgenre would you prefer? You know, would you prefer to do a supernatural one, a slasher, or even some alien shit, you know? Uh, 
yeah, I would love to do a score a horror movie, but I would like to do something, of course, supernatural occult horror. Oh, yeah. You know, something almost maybe like a Lovecraftian based horror movie would be fucking cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would do well with uh, like a zombie movie or something like that. You know? But I think it would be more if if, if I could tap into like more darker mystical kind of sounding stuff that would probably work better than if I was going to do like a for lack of a better term like an action movie or what like a zombie movie you know yeah oh yeah something a uh, little more like atmospheric and slow paced instead of something so beat and stuff like uh, zombie films tend to get most yeah, of the time yeah. so like action yeah. action pace and stuff I know zombie films are almost like action horror movies. It's just zombies themselves. You know, if they scare people, they scare people. And then, of course, you know, you got jump scares and stuff. But and then sometimes they get gory and if the right horror movies and then uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, you got certain ones like World War Z is pretty much just like a shitty action movie with zombies thrown in. So. Right. So but then you got classics like, you know, Return of the Living Dead. That fucking is that's in my top 10 horror films. It's probably not my top three, but that's just because, you know, uh, growing up a little uh, like I was born in the 90s and stuff like that. So I got attachments to other stuff. You know what I mean? So, but, yeah, absolutely. Well, fuck yeah. So pretty much uh, the last question I like to throw out to all my guests is, you know, do you have a horror story of your own? And it could be, you know, from being on the road with the guys or just something in your personal life that was scary as shit. And uh, if you believe in the paranormal, you're more than welcome to share that type of story as well. Yeah, I've had a lot of very scary things happen in my life, you know. As far as like some supernatural shit has definitely happened to me on more than more than one occasion, let's put it that way. Um one that really comes to mind right now, uh we were touring with our New Orleans friends Crowbar. Oh yeah. And uh I forgot where we were. We were in some venue. I forget, I forget the name of the venue or whatever. But supposedly, when we got to the venue, some people were talking about the venue being haunted. So we were like, okay, cool, whatever. So nothing really happened that evening. We played the show. The show was great. Everybody had a good time. Um, but as we were wrapping up the show, they still had some fans hanging out wanting to take pictures with all the bands and stuff, you know, and that, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. And we were taking a picture. It was, it was myself and Kirk Winstein, the singer for Crowbar. And this uh, couple was like, hey, you mind taking a picture with us real quick? And we were, uh, we were tearing down the stage at the time. So we were like, okay, well, we'll jump down. We'll take a picture in front of the stage. Yeah, no problem. All good. So we sit down, I think me and I was sitting down on the edge of the stage and Kirk was standing up and the couple was like surrounding us, right? Yeah. And you, you could still see the stage in the back here, you know, it was like some curtains and all that stuff. And uh, they take the picture and we look at the picture and right behind Kirk's shoulder in the back, like standing against the back wall of the stage is a little girl oh, in the shit. picture. Yeah. Clear as fucking day. Yeah. And uh, wow. and there was no little girl anywhere to be found in the venue. It was it was pretty fucking wild. Yeah. So that that's that was uh that was pretty tripped out. That was pretty crazy. Then there was uh man, there was so many other fucking weird weird things that happened like supernatural that happened while just involving me performing music. That's just 
Another one that comes to mind was we were playing at the uh, Eagles Auditorium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. The, the Eagles Ballroom. And supposedly that place is like super haunted. So uh, we played our set and uh, the band afterwards was playing and uh, we had just packed up all our gear and all that stuff. And there's like a little, the, the, the dressing room and stuff are like downstairs in this other club, like around this corner in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. So I, I, I got done with all my chores and I'm like, and there was a shower down there, like, um, Kind of like one of those big like gym showers where there's like a bunch of shower heads and a big room and all the pile and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a shower real quick while nobody's down here and uh, just because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, first off is like I'm walking downstairs down this hallway where the dressing rooms are. It's leading to the dress rooms and to the uh, shower. So the door was open as I walked through it. Like it was just cracked open, you know what I'm saying? And as I walk through the door, the door slams behind me. And I'm like, I go back and I look to see if anybody's in our dressing room. There's nobody in our dressing room. I open the door up and there's nobody behind me that would have slammed the door. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I go and I get in the shower and I start taking... I start taking my shower and out of the out of the corner of my eye, like in like the mist and the steam, I could see the figure of a man walking towards me. Oh shit. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? So yeah. needless to say, I got the fuck out of there pretty fucking quickly. <laughs> so that was another that was another instance of some weird shit happening while we're on tour. And uh, actually, when we're recording our second album, uh, Funeral Dirge for the Rotting Sun, we recorded in this studio in New Orleans called Noise Lab. It's no it's no longer there. It, it got destroyed in Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. But uh, we recorded there, and apparently that place used to be um, a bookie house. Oh. And a, a rival gang came in and just like killed like 40 people like oh, yeah. back back way back in the day you know like in the 40s or 30s or something like that a rival gang just came in and just murdered all these people in this boogie house yeah probably <laughs> just unloaded turned, into it yeah <laughs> yeah they just came in and destroyed all these motherfuckers and left so they turned this boogie house into a studio and uh but it's it's it was rumored that it was extremely fucking haunted, and it was. Yeah, like it was just so much shit that happened in that place while we were recording. It was fucking insane. Like it was like a two story thing to where like the bottom was the recording studio, and the top was like the living quarters. Yeah, so you had to go up this spiral staircase to get into the living quarters from the inside of the fucking facility. So one night it was like two or three in the morning and we were, we were working on some mixes and it was just me and the engineer guy. So it was just the two of us in there. There was nobody else there. Yeah. And we could hear what sounded like, like an army marching on the top level of us, like right above us. Like just, it sounded like a bunch of people just like stomping and running. Yeah. 
So we're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden we hear glass break. And we're just looking at each other like, what the hell is going on? So we go and we had to go through like from the control room where we're listening to the mixes. You had to go through this kitchen area to get to the spiral staircase to get upstairs. So we turn on the light in the kitchen area and there was a coffee pot broken on the floor, like across the room from where the coffee pot was sitting. Yeah. Holy shit. The coffee pot was sitting next to the sink against the back wall and it flew like 20 feet across the room to the opposite wall and like smashed against the wall is broken on the ground. Yeah. So we're like, okay, what the, let's go see what the fuck is going on upstairs or should we go see what's going on upstairs? Yeah. And we go out, go upstairs and it's like dead fucking quiet. Like, this was like you it's like we definitely heard something going on up here and now there's ab- doors were still locked windows were bolted shut and dead fucking quiet yeah and then there was this fireplace and all of a sudden we hear this faint 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 baby crying coming out of the fireplace holy shit and we're like looking and we're like, what the fuck? And we go outside thinking it might be like the neighbors or something. Yeah. And it's fucking dead quiet outside. Fuck, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I've had some uh some weird shit happen before. Yeah. Especially places like New Orleans that have such, you know, rich history and then like in the uh, you know, the basements and stuff like that, you know, which I know uh I, the first story was in uh New Orleans and stuff like that. Well, the first story, was that in New Orleans or you were just saying Crowbar because they're from New Orleans is what I was thinking. No, the first story with the child in the picture, that I forget where that was. Yeah. I, it was it was some venue. I want to say it was like, man, it was it wasn't in New Orleans, it was up north somewhere. Yeah. But just like that, uh the third story you told, like, you know, like the history of the booking, you know, the bookie being there and stuff like that. So some of these buildings are so old, it's crazy the shit that's happened in them and you know, the uh the sounds and you know history they keep. It's fucking wild for sure. Like, even if you don't believe in, you know, like, uh, you know, the afterlife, you can still believe in energies and stuff like that to stick around for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely a believer in that after what I've experienced, you know? Yeah, no, definitely for sure. That's fucking wild, man. I appreciate you for sharing so many stories. And uh, that's uh, just for coming on the show in general. It's been a blast chatting with you. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as I'll be joined by both Greg and Will of the band The Creature Preachers. So make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and X for all the dates on the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by just sharing it around or rating and subscribing wherever you're listening. Or if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, it is only $2 a month. The link for that is in the description. Thank you guys again so much for listening and stay safe.